You can call it cannabis, or you can call it ganja. You can call it medicine, it fits you like a doctor. Just let it flow, wind in hand, shell chakra. Sit back, relax, it is about to get you proper. Talking about that sticky marijuana and tight with your host, Baba Batch. Yeah, he will get you right. This is the podcast where we roll up and like. Come catch our contact on a perfect time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are here on the Perfect High Podcast. This is our very first episode, and we have a very, very special episode here for you today. We have the Highland Network here on the podcast today. The founder of uh, the Highland Network and Ganja Chon, um, and that is Ratapon Sandrak, yes. um, also known as Guide. Yes. And we also have uh, one of the co-founders of Highland, uh, Mr. Arun Avery, Arun, Arun Avery, Arun Avery, Arun Avery, sorry, um, also known as Max, a lot easier to pronounce. <laughs> um, and these are the founders of Highland. These are the guys that started the movement, the cannabis movement here in Thailand. Um, so guide, um, you are one of the founders of, uh, of Highland. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about the Highland Network? Sure. Um, myself, my, my background, uh, uh, you might know me from like, different sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born in a family that uh, has cancer. Since when I was really young, like I'm seven, my, my, grand, my grandfather has a uh, cancer and he died. Then my grandmother, then my dad, and then my mom. So that um, my background, I, I live with uh, cancer patients for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Then I have a chance to went abroad to the US, the US to study. I was there when I only have my mom left in my life. So she's here in Thailand and I study there in, in California. Uh, when I was there, I I had a migraine, really bad migraine, and I went to doctor, and they recommend me that uh, I can use uh, cannabis uh, to to reduce the pain, to reduce the migraine. And what year was this? No, no, I I I love to try. Uh, how long ago? How long ago? That's uh, 2011. Something? Okay, okay, yeah. 2011. Yeah. Uh. I went there. I went. I went to to the doctor, and he recommended me to 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 go to the uh, dispensary. Mm-hmm. So I tried the cannabis there, and it works really well. <laughs> and I, wow, I never knew that. I all I only knew that it's the drug in this, it's the dental drug in Thailand mm-hmm. for my whole life, and it works very well. And then I start to study. Uh, it works for any other symptoms and health issue. And I found out that uh, it works for cancer as well. Right. I start to study that uh, how it works with uh, cancer because of my background. Right. Then I went to the community that the that they use cannabis to treat cancer, as well as used along with the chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Many many kind of uses, and I I saw that the quality of life of those people, they were 
very good. Right. They can work. Mm-hmm. They can walk. They can eat. They can sleep. Not likely to my family. Right. We are. We were in pain. Uh, we suffer for the whole family. Yeah. When when people got sick in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I realized that uh, it's really good treatment, and there are people that uh, cancer free for the whole life. And some people can live with cancer. They said that uh, cancer might be my diabetes. Sure. Yeah. So it's different perspective of cancer as well. Right. Um. So it changed my view, and I I studied it very hard mm-hmm. when I was there, and then when my fifth year in the U.S., uh, my mom got cancer, and she called me that uh, she she got stage four cancer. So it's she has a very few months to live. Mm-hmm. That doctor said. So I decided to leave the U.S. Uh, back to Thailand. Uh, before I before I left, I I researched a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of cancer. So how it use, how to produce, how to extract, what form should I use and stuff. Um, back here, talk to her, talk to my mom, talk to my her relatives, my family. And you know what they say? They didn't believe it. They didn't use it. I told them everything that what I found, what mm-hmm. I saw, and they refused it. Right. And no reason. I don't. I don't know why. But because of just the, uh, the mind. Sure. Only the mind. The what? What the 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 perspective that they they gave the given, from the, from from Thai society. Mm-hmm. So. And then my mom passed away. Really painful, and I was really sad. I was. I I felt like, I wanted to do something. I have to do something about this. So, a few months uh, a few months later, I started the page called Ganchashon, mm-hmm. writing what I researched and what writing my experience, and whatever about the uh, cannabis. Right. And when was this? What what year was Ganchashon formed? That's eight years already. Eight years now. Yeah, eight years already. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that the uh, how I started the the page right. of construction back to the day. Then uh, Mac came in. Uh huh. He he been talking to me about the endocannabinoid system and stuff, and you know chemical and a lot of things going on. And I had the uh, the first four twenty in Thailand, which uh which held in. In a university, uh, was what university? I couldn't remember. <laughs> I was, I'm the <laughs> worst. Oh, okay, sorry. Turkey, but the university. Okay. So that that's what a seminar. Uh huh. And it's, it's on exactly 420, and we call it the first uh, Thailand 420. Right. For the first year, and that uh, the day I met Max, since we we've been talking quite a long time. Yeah. Uh, the I I discovered the page by accident. I just came back from Canada from studying um, medicine and botany mm-hmm. and cannabis was everywhere uh-huh. in, 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 uh, in Victoria, Vancouver Island. Oh yeah. So I didn't pay attention to it uh, very much, but then when I arrived, it dawned to me that the cannabis in Thailand is still illegal. I'm like, 
wait, what? What's going on? And then for some odd reason, I guess the Facebook algorithm or something, Gansashon page popped up and I saw their content. I'm like, cool, but a bit crazy, you know, to, to talk about cannabis in Thailand in general. Yeah. But then um, one, one of the first content uh, that guy was writing at that time was about endocannabinoid system. Uh, but then I thought that there are more information about this that needs to be put public. So I was telling him like, hey, the, these are the information. Take this. You should uh, focus on this a bit more so that people would understand this and that. And then, yeah, been working remotely before it's the new normal. Mm-hmm. For a little while there, until the first 420, that I went and visit and see the guy for the first time, and then yeah, we kind of came from then. Right. Yeah. No, that that's great. Um, you know, so, so since you started this, uh, you started Gunjushon eight years ago. Yeah. Um, geez, I can't even do the math right now, and that was in what 26. 2015. Yes. 2015. Yes. Okay. Um, and you started out, you started the movement. You're one of the original uh, cannabis activists here mm-hmm. in Thailand, showing what you've learned in the United States. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I really appreciate what you've done for this. I mean, you've, you've really made the movement here and you've started, a, you've started something here that, uh, that snowballed into what we have today. Um, now, Max, you came into the scene a little bit after he started the Gunjachon uh, page, um, and you got involved with the uh, Highland team, and you've you've continued the cannabis movement. You've continued doing your research. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you've done? Uh, if we start from the from the beginning, basically. What what I what I do? I'm the information provider. I would gather mostly uh, medical or uh, research research in general that revolves around cannabis. Um, I mean, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would usually read these the stuff just out of curiosity. Right. But then when when they found when they Found Gansashon. I thought that okay, at least I can make use of this, these information that I have. So I start, start talking about it, and using Gansashon platform, um, we we start talking about it so much that um, the medical and research professionals start to ask us questions, to mm-hmm. talk to us, and wonder if it really works. If the research paper that I, that I talked about really sound, and that's when I uh, I got in touch with uh, these re- local research professionals, mm-hmm. and that's when we start talking to various uh, research research um, facilities in Thailand, and and we ended up working currently with Udon Thani Cancer Hospital. Right. I mean, it's been a while, but. We we talk uh, we have been in the talk with the director for the past five or six years, mm-hmm. but then we we finally get to execute it just a bit over a year ago. Right. So I mean it's been a long time, but it's going well. Yeah. 
And, you know, you're doing a great job. I've been out and I visited you at your uh, greenhouse facilities at the Udon Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, um, I mean, what you're doing out there is amazing. I mean, I've never been to a hospital and, and right Smack dab in the center of the hospital is a greenhouse producing cannabis. Yeah. Um, and you guys are out there. You're doing a great job. Um, it was originally built as a research facility. It was actually for growing oh. melon, actually. Oh, growing melons. Yeah. Okay. They were trying to grow, you know, like organic food for, mm -hmm. uh, for hospital patients. But then, you know, uh, the, the melon didn't work out or there weren't anybody looking after the, the, the plot. So, yeah, the, the director just went, yeah, let's grow weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out really good for you guys, and I've seen your setup there. It's beautiful. You have a supplemental light. You have an EVAP system. You have a very uh, nice greenhouse with good uh, climate controls on it. Um, yeah, it's doing really good. We tried our best. I mean, we... we we know that there there are a lot of issue with it to start off with, but you know we try our best to uh, use uh, of what we already have. Sure. Um, I mean that's why we have so so many fans mm -hmm. <laughs> to begin with. Um, but yeah, it came it came out fine. And on top of that, the patients or even the patients' relatives they ended up hanging out around the uh, the greenhouse because, you know, during flower, uh, flowering, the smell would just be everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, good time. It's great to see, you know, when we're heading uh, heading into the uh, greenhouse and you get patients and, like, their relatives just speaking. <laughs> you know, it's still new. Right. It's fun. I guess, I guess it's, it's because we're, 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 we're like a pioneer here mm -hmm. in Thailand, you know, just kind of exploring these new area and activity and people, people know of it. Sure. People understand what it is, might not be the whole thing, but they understand enough to enjoy seeing it in real life. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you guys aren't just a pioneer. You guys are really the pioneer here in Thailand. I personally feel, and what you guys did affected me personally. It affected me greatly. Right? You guys came out with a uh, a program, a Netflix docu series called Highland: Thailand's Marijuana Awakening. Um, and me personally, I, I I saw this in 2017, and my mind was blown. All right, I had been very active in the uh, cannabis industry in California. Um, for a very long time working in the commercial cannabis industry there. And when I saw that something was happening here in Thailand, I saw this video, it blew me away. It, it meant a lot to me. It actually motivated me to uh, work with the Thai, uh, with work originally working with the Thai government, working with a lot of different organizations here um, to help promote cannabis. Now, you started, um, and in case uh, our listeners don't know, uh, which you should, they have, it's on Netflix, uh, check it out. It's a three-part three, three series uh, called Highland, Thailand's Marijuana Awakening. Um, now, this, in my opinion, was the catalyst that really moved Thailand towards legalization and the position that we're in today. And that's probably a reason that you guys have 
400,000 followers on, on just one of your pages alone. People have been following you guys. You guys are the, the really the, uh, um, like you said, the pioneers in this. Um, you guys have big fucking balls in order to put out a, a, a video like this in 2017. Now, uh, in case our listeners don't know, I've been in Thailand for 18 years now. And I've been involved in the cannabis industry for a very long time, for my, basically my entire life. Um, now, using cannabis here in Thailand before 2017 was, um, it, there was a huge stigma attached to cannabis. Yes. Um, a lot of people used it. That, that There were still a lot of people here in, in Thailand that use cannabis. Mm-hmm. I would say a majority of your general public uh, use cannabis in one way or another. You know, maybe not a majority, but 50, 60%, something like that. Um, but when you did use it before 2017, if you were going to go smoke or something, you know, it was super hush-hush. You know, you smoked, you know, you smoked a couple bong loads. And to come out with something as progressive as this docu-series was, um, you know, what, I mean, why did you guys do that? I mean, that takes huge balls. I'd be kicked out of the country if I put something like that together mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can can you tell us a little bit about why you started it? I, and I know that you, you know, I know that you've had a, um, you've had a, a big history mm-hmm. with cannabis. You've seen uh, what they do in the United States and how it improves the quality of life. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that was something that, that got it going for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you started this thing. Tell us a little bit about about that. What I write and what I speak out to the public is the truth. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I do nothing wrong. So you can prove it. If you you think it's wrong, I have the reference. Yeah. So we we just talking about something happening in the world. So California have been using it for medical like twenty five years already. Uh, we why why can't we talk about it? Right. Why can't we talk about the evidence? Why can't we talk about the policy that uh, what should be? Um, that uh, what what I stand for. I speak for the truth, and I I have no fear. So mm-hmm. I I I don't afraid of like getting caught or anything else because I I do nothing wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Man. It- I mean, what you did was was something, like I said, it means a lot to the entire industry. And I think you guys realize that. Um, but, uh, I mean, what you did, you did put out there. You put out the truth. People mm-hmm. heard it. Um, yeah. And, man, did it make a movement. I mean, everybody wants to be involved with cannabis now. Yeah. And, um, you know, you put it out in 2017, and you had a lot of, uh, I could see in the video you talk about, um, you know, the origins of cannabis, the medicinal side and the mm-hmm. recreational side. Yeah. Um, how have things shaped up over the course of the last, you know, four or five years since the video came out? I mean, have, have you guys, uh, I mean, over the course of the last four or five years, a, a lot has changed in the cannabis industry. Yeah. Um, what's happened? How has Highland developed over the course of the last, uh, since the video came out, um, no, we, we 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 have like a lot of people coming coming in, right? And want to talk to us to join us, and well, we we still the same. We have uh, we have our what we stand for. We have three things that for our growth, 
um, first, the cannabis are uh, medical use of cannabis mm-hmm. to be legalized in Thailand. That's our first goal. And second thing is the hemp industrial. Mm-hmm. The use of hemp for the industrial. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, the seed, the paper, the star, the loot, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's amazing plant. Sure. Yeah, you can you can make of like, a lot of things, a lot of products, mm-hmm. and sustainable, and you can use it as a, I know, a lot of new industrial. So I I want I want to push that to be legalized in Thailand as well. That's the our second point, and then the the long goal is to be legalized for recreational. Mm-hmm. But uh, our short term goal is to decriminalize the use of cannabis. Right. So that are uh, that what we've been doing, but we we still doing the same, the same five since the first day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, since the first day, or you know, uh, at least since the videos came out, uh, you guys have put together a few seminars on cannabis since then, right? You said the first one was in what, 2017 or 2018? Um, 2015. Or something. 2015. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, before this year is supposed to be the uh, the seventh year. So wait, twenty fourteen? Yeah, I think the first okay. one is twenty fourteen. Well, we're we're going back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. right. So you've done an event every year since then, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much on four twenty, yeah, whether yeah. it be online because of COVID purposes. Yes, right, uh, yeah. I was on your last one, I, 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 yes. and I didn't even realize how many people were on that. I, mm-hmm. I got on there, I thought I, w- I saw the group, and I'm like, oh, there's 15 people in the group. No, that was 15 speakers. There was <laughs> uh, so many people watching. Yeah. Um, yeah. 3,000. 1,600 people watching? Yeah. Really? Right. I, I didn't pay attention to the number. Right. I saw it after the fact. I was like, oh, I thought there were 15 people. And yeah, so, so you've done a few events over there. And every year from what I've seen is you're talking about new progressive subjects that have happened here. Yes. Um, up until, like I said, this last year, uh, 20, what is it? Yeah, 2020, you did a four, or did you do an event 2021? No. 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 Okay. No. I understand. We were about to, yeah, but yeah. then yeah, COVID lockdown thinking. Yeah. What a mess. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So I want to tell you about uh, the second year. Yeah. The second year. Oh, yeah. So first year, we are we, we are in the university, right? And then the, sec- the second year of the 420, we decided to, to go outdoor. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have the seminar and then we have concert and, you know, uh, market as well. Uh, once we announced the event, like a lot of people are really interested. And then the police came, talked to me. <laughs> uh, no, the, uh, that's uh, messy stuff, but still we we can have it. The day that uh, event start, there are, there were like uh, 300 policemen in the event uh-huh. because they didn't understand what, what, what we were doing. Right. Yeah. But uh, after... No, there there were a, a, few, a few people arrested there, and um, but after after that about the uh, egg, they they are gone. They realized that oh no, those people are not gonna you know fight. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of the main point about cannabis. I mean, the stigma is 
Well, it's really strong back. Well, it was really strong back then. You know that cannabis are drugs, and people are going to get involved and do bad things, killing and whatever. You know, high stigma. Yeah. But then, like Guide said, three hundred odd police and other um, uh, security professionals came, and then after after a while, after the event ran for a couple of hours, they they just went. Ah, there's nothing here, right? And kids are not from 300. We ended up having what eight, no more than 20 of uh, police officers left, right? Yeah, and those yeah. that got arrested were were just well, kids that you know they, they do stupid things. Sure, they kind of try to show off too much, and they were like, "Yeah, you're too yeah. much." We've all been there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it, it was good fun. I mean, people came out, and that was the whole point, isn't it, for the movement too, for people to come out and talk about it more. Mm-hmm. And that worked perfectly. Yes, almost two thousand people. That mm-hmm. Wow. Last year, yeah, yeah. And that one eighty-one. Was yeah, that almost. at the airfield? No, that was in the. Uh, that was court. previous to that. Golf court. Yeah, the golf court. Okay, yeah. golf course. Yeah, the old golf court. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a driving range. Yeah, it yeah, used right. driving range. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we converted because you still have the grass there, right? Yeah. I mean, they still have the grass there. So yeah, we rented out the place and turned into a concert. Yeah. A few months later, the, the owner of the golf court called me that day. Dude, <laughs> there are a lot of cannabis growing in my, <laughs> in my yard. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, the kids just, you know, yeah. like pouring seeds, <laughs> dropping <laughs> seeds. It's great. Stay off the grass, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a great first segment. We are going to be uh, going off to commercial break here. Uh, we're going to go for a short break, and we'll be right back. Stay up to date with the Perfect High Podcast on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Just type in the Perfect High Podcast, then follow or like the pages. You can also turn on the notifications so you can be notified when we make new posts. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Perfect High Podcast on YouTube. There you can see the actual faces behind the voices. Oh, and again, make sure you click that notification bell. And if you're already watching on YouTube, then be sure to search for the Perfect High Podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform and follow us there. Now let's get back to the podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on The Perfect High, the very first episode here with Highland. And, uh, you know, in the first segment, we discussed a little bit about who you guys are, uh, what you've done since we, you, since you've came out with the Highland, uh, video, since you started Gunjachon. Um, but right now I'm curious, uh, the listeners are curious of what you guys are doing now on a day to day basis. Um, we've come a long way. You guys have continued to be uh, activists and very involved with the cannabis community here in Thailand. And you guys are connected on every level. I mean, you guys are connected from the underground uh, <clears throat> up until the, uh, you know, real government research projects. Um, I know, Guide, you are currently a member of the subcommittee in Parliament Mm -hmm. that has been uh, formed in order to advise on cannabis law here in Thailand. Yes, right. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your involvement with Parliament? I mean, and just so you know, to start off with, Mm -hmm. a lot of our listeners, a lot of the people from around the world, cannabis growers, Mm -hmm. 
um, they've never been to parliament. They've never met a member of parliament. They've never talked to a senator or uh, somebody from the House of uh, uh, Representatives. I mean, you are in parliament at the very highest level of government Mm -hmm. advising to them. Yes. Right? Um, Tell us a little bit about this experience. Sure. Um, I was in the the committee that uh, there are two committees. Which is one is the the main the main committee to study the law about the cannabis mm-hmm. hemp and katram. So I was the spokesman for for that committee, and then there is a, a separate committee, the subcommittee, uh, focusing on only cannabis. Mm-hmm. So I was the vice president for that committee. Nice. So that's our how I get in. I. I've been working on the field like quite a long time, and uh, you know the Taupi Pop. Taupi Pop is a Sasa. Okay, okay, Sasa, right? Uh-huh. A member of parliament. Yeah, he's he's a member of parliament from the Move Forward Party, mm-hmm. and he's a friend of me. Nice. And he's he he talked in the in the parliament that we need to set up the committee about the cannabis, and then the the government the 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 parliament approved, and then he assigned me to to get in the in the parliament as a for the future forward. It was uh-huh. uh-huh. so I'm there, and when I get there, I <clears throat> I present them that uh, what law in Thailand should be. I oppose that uh, we should first decriminalize the cannabis platform. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh Music Mushroom. Right. Yeah. So we we shouldn't be the punish them and we should take take out the the harm of of the law right. by punishing by, by jail people that hurt a lot of social. And then I suggest them that to to go for the sandbox of the cannabis in any Perspective, right? To prove the point, because of in the in in the in the committee, we've been talking about this, but uh, everything that every every part of our committees, every person of committee speak, is their perspective, is their right. belief. Mm-hmm. It didn't come from any information. Ah, okay. Because we don't have it. Right. They, they just said that if we open or if we legalize it, the social will collapse. People will get addicted to cannabis and whatever, what else that they believe. But where does it come from? Sure. Yeah, this just come from what they think. Right. Only. So I, I tell them that to open the sandbox. You okay. can go, you can do it in Gotao. Uh-huh. You can do it in Gopangan or some Iceland. Sure. Open it. Sell it. Uh-huh. Keep the data. And then you can we can talk on the on the real thing that happened. Right. Right. So that's what I I try to <clears throat> approach. Sure. And then uh, about the hemp. So there are a lot of stupid things up as well as the law. No. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Let's say uh, hemp, you want it to grow as industrial, right? Industrial. Right. 
and you you want to compete with the others, the European, the, sure. the, the U.S., right? But the law is, if you want to grow him, you need defense. Uh huh. <laughs> What kind of industry? Are you <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, how how you can do that? How you can uh, run the industry that that uh, get the heavy heavy cost of the of the growing? Sure, and yeah, that's stupid. I mean, when you talk about a fence, you know, yeah. and when people are growing industrial hemp, yeah. I mean, we're talking. We're not talking about one acre, one yeah, rye. Right. All right. We're talking about hundreds of rye. Thousands, People don't understand. Like, just to fence off a area like that in the manner that the FDA mm-hmm. here in Thailand wants you to do, that costs an insane amount of money. Exactly. I mean, I'm currently in the process of building, you know, some very big CBD facilities right now. Yeah. They need to be fenced, and a new law that just came into light. They need to have CCTVs on yeah. the property now as well. Exactly. And I mean, they don't understand that just the cost of the fence and the CCTV cameras—that's the cost of two or three crops. Yes, just it, in it, that infrastructure cost. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what I I've been telling them. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do the fence stuff. It's stupid. Right. I show them that. Uh, don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I show them the video that how the the, Euro, the European grow the hemp industrial. Sure. They go hundred. Hundred thousand uh, acres, like huge with machine and technology stuff, drone files, and GPS, hardware things and stuff. And they don't realize that it's very important if you want to compete with the the other countries. Sure. <laughs> so uh, I try, but uh, I just like one one person in yeah. it, and I. Was really young, right? And yeah, they don't listen to people like these ages. So I, I think mm-hmm. so right. that's the problem. I, I I try to I try to convince like a lot of things mm-hmm. that uh, that cause a lot of damage in the law, and we cannot move from that. So right. that's that's why we we are really stuck with the policy and stuff. So. Ah, that's the my experience from the committee. Right. I mean, have you had any uh, positive experiences coming out of Parliament? Something that they did hear your voice, they heard your opinion, and something that was implemented in the law. Um, not really, but uh, what positive in the committee is quite they are quite open. Mm-hmm. Even the the old age, right? Like yeah, like the the fifty guys. The city guys are they are they are quite open, but they still have the kind of karma stigma something still. But I think in in the in the next generation, right? In the next five years, uh, the perspective will change again, and I think from then we will see like a big chance mm-hmm. on and a change. I mean, we've already seen a tremendous change since you know 2017, 2018, since uh, the talks of legalization you know hit Thailand. Yeah. Um, and you know, they, you say you know, oh, you, you said something. Oh, you don't think they listen to you? I mean, they definitely listen to you. Look where we're sitting today. Mm-hmm. And give yourself credit, man. I mean, you had a lot to do with this. Both of you guys had a lot to do with where we are sitting today. Um, now to this. 
subcommittee. Who is the subcommittee comprised of? Who's who's on the committee? Nine people for the committee and and about ten advisors. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was the the advisors, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for a short period there. Yeah. Yeah. So we come from uh, what is it called Pakan Mueang, Kum Chai Thai, right? Kue Thai. And these are political parties. Yeah, yeah political parties mm-hmm. and uh, government members mm-hmm. from uh, FDA, from PAPASAR, yeah. for DEA. So that's uh, together to, for the committee and right. we vote for the, to pass this, the, this topic or don't pass it. Right. And then we send to the that to, to vote on the topic that we uh, propose. Right. Mm. Awesome. No, I mean you're doing great things in, in Parliament, man. And, I never, uh, I never tell anybody anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you guys, like I said, you guys are involved on the ground level. Uh, you guys are in Parliament helping create the laws, and uh, you're seeing where it's going. Uh, some of the the ideas that are being formed in there. Um, you know, I can't, uh, I can't do anything but commend you guys and and thank you again. I mean, you you brought me into Parliament. Uh, you gave me an opportunity to to go into Parliament and speak and give my point of view in Parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to, you know, uh, commend you publicly uh, for, <laughs> you know, thank you guys publicly for for allowing me to to go in there and uh, and say my little piece in Parliament. Um. Yeah, you guys are doing great. Um, so, I mean, with all the things going in Parliament, where, like, you know, where where do we stand right now? All right, where are the laws? All right, um, you know, a lot of people want to know. I mean, can I grow can I grow cannabis here in Thailand? Yes. You can grow hemp. No. You can grow hemp. Yes. For what purposes? Uh, industri- whatever uh, industrial. Industrial purposes. So, yes. use from 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 uh, seed to fiber to CBD. Yes. Okay. A- anything, anything, and medical as well. Okay. From, from the CBD. Mm-hmm. So, and this can be done by a private company, a private organization, or does it have to be attached to a government organization? No, you don't. You don't need to attach to any government. So, the private company, the person, you can go it. You can get the permission from the government. Okay. Yes. In order to start making your own products. Yes. So, what about THC though? THC I mean, is only medical use. Okay. And you need to attach to the government. Okay. And it's considered as the cannabis law. And right. For CBD, it's considered as a hemp law. Okay. It's different, different law. Uh huh. Only one thing that uh, different is CBD is less than one percent of THC in the plants. One percent. Yeah, in the in the in the flower. Okay. And for for the extraction, less than to zero point two percent of TSC in a final product. In the final product. Okay. In the CBD isolate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, one percent, and that's actually quite generous of the Thai government, yes, considering right. that. Uh, most of the re- the rest of the world is at point yeah, two point three percent. Exactly, we've been talking about this in the in the committee, mm-hmm. and or there are the there been research that uh, the the level of the the sea and the weather is really affect of the level of the sea. 
in the plan. So we have like a, a lot more chance to get higher TSC than the other, the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So that's why the that's why the law came out like this. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, it's uh, it's good to see that they recognize that fact that we are growing in a, a much hotter environment yes. than most most hemp is produced in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do have the, you know, we, we might have higher THC contents due to the fact that our environment's a bit hotter. Exactly. We're in the tropics. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, you know, doing research, you know, you're working with a lot of researchers. You know, Max... I know you are currently doing, uh, working with an amazing research project in Udon Thani at the Cancer Hospital. Um, so what did it, what are you doing as far as research goes on the, uh, on the, uh, the front lines there? So officially I'm the, um, um, I guess the pro, one of the projects, uh, committee member. Uh-huh. And, um, Greenhouse manager. Right. But the project in general is to do the um, research on a type of Thai traditional medicine um, recipe Mm -hmm. on cancer and pancreas, on liver cancer and pancreas. Liver and pancreatic cancer patients, which are like the most aggressive forms of cancer, and the high, uh, one of the highest number of um, cancer types in Thailand, mm-hmm. especially in the north and the northeast. Um, that was that was a theme or the topic of the um, research project. But what we're looking into right now are the the compound uh, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Whatever uh, the land races, uh, the land rays uh, produce, right? Like and a full spectrum compound, is yes. That? Okay, and to see how does it work with uh, with patients, mm-hmm. with addition of other uh, sub compounds from other herbs mm-hmm. from the Thai, uh, Thai traditional medicine method. Um, we're just starting. Uh, we ended up. Uh, closing the registration uh, program not so long ago. So we will start prescribing to patients and collect data nice. uh, very soon. So how many harvests have you had in your facility so far? It's how, it was our first. This, okay. uh, the, one, the one that we're prescribing, it was our first. Right. Um, but right, right now we're on, on our... Uh, third, actually. Okay. Yeah, the sec the, the second crop didn't didn't happen properly because there there, there was an issue on understanding of um, of the regulation. Okay. At that time, so we had to basically restart the uh, restart the crop for the third crop. Yeah, I know how that goes. Mm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going strong, actually. Uh, a little bit of update. Um, so uh, the hospital that I'm working with, mm-hmm. we will be will be providing clones for farmers. Nice. Uh, in northeastern region of Thailand. Okay. If anybody who wants to grow uh, cannabis, uh, they can register, get involved, and um, the. 
Ministry of Public Health, mm-hmm. the, the regional Ministry of Pu- Public Health, will help the farmers to um, get their clones through okay. us. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your genetics? Um, like, what sort of clones are these? High THC varieties, CBD varieties? Um, it's a mix. Okay, it's a mix. It's a, it's a, it's a mix bag. Um, it's it's basically the land races uh, from the north and northeast. They kind of mixed. Originally, the this bag of seeds was from the uh, Chiang Mai's Royal Project Program. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and these are the seeds that has THC more than 1% from okay. the batch. Yeah. That has more than 1%. So it traces off the local genetics from all over northern part of Thailand, including northeastern part of Thailand, are intermixed within this uh, this bag. Mm-hmm. So we're just working on a certain batch. We're, we're expanding into other batch as well. And... And paying attention to what the uh, the compounds that these batches produce right. and how it, how it works with the patients. Um, so yeah, can't wait for the next crop right. so we can grow more. So I mean, a lot land race Thai land race genetics are are known around the world. It's one of the staples. It's one of the original genetics that that helped build a lot of the recreational and commercial genetics that we're seeing today. Um, so I mean, right now there's a huge buzz out there of actually getting these land races going again and actually doing pheno hunts with them. So, I mean, you grew you, you grew these from seed, correct? Yes. All right. So, growing from seed, growing original Thai land race genetics. Like, did you find anything in there? Did you find any unicorns? Did you find any uh, like any cool stuff? Tell us about the stuff because, I mean, down to the terpene profiles, what did you find in those genetics? Did we ever? Um, so, so despite the fact that it came from the uh, Royal Project where they focusing on hemp, mm-hmm. so like tall, lanky cannabis. But we get some really nice structure phenotypes where like it, it basically looks like Christmas tree. Right. Uh, some are bushy, some has a lot of branches, some are just t- typical hemp, you know, uh, lanky and like big leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best surprise that we had was the uh, the purple the purple. The purple flower, the one that uh, Guide is wearing right now. That yeah. So this flower, this shirt right here, this right. flower. Yeah. You guys grew this flower. Yeah. All it right. came out. So we, this wasn't a stock image off of Shutter Shock or whatever <laughs> that is? No? no, it was actually a camera phone photo even. And, yeah, we, 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 we thought that it was beautiful. Well, <laughs> might as well. I mean, it obviously is. I mean, it's a beautiful Bud structure, everything. That's a beautiful flower. It was the only plant in the whole greenhouse that was purple as well. So we were like, yes. So you did get a unicorn. Yeah, we did. <laughs> How many plants did you uh, start initially on that? 60. 60 plants. 60 plants only. I mean, sometimes people pop thousands and thousands of seeds in order to find something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, so did, were you able to save the genetics in any way, shape, or form? Yes. Nice. Yes. So hopefully in the next crop we will be able to grow it and you know multiply it, make more of them. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, 
it's purple. Thailand raised purple. I yeah. thought it was all, you know, like uh, indica dominant back in the United States with all the hybrids. Right. But perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> I have to tell you, I mean, with my experience growing Thailand race, um, my experience last year on, uh, you know, Petlana Farm, doing a lot of different projects, uh, working directly with the Thailand race, I found so many different uh, phenotypes within the Thai land race itself. Um, you know, people think, okay, Thai weed, okay, Hangalok or whatever. Mm, it's all yeah. the same. Like, no freaking way. It is yeah. not all the same. Um, the, the, the strains that were, I found here have been, have just been really a very broad spectrum from finding strains that are very cerebral with, citrusy terpenes, mm -hmm. um, moving into the mango terpenes. And when I say the mango terpenes, I mean more like the, the ripe, the fresh mango, not yes. the ripe, the, the green mango terpenes. We've got a few of those as well. Yes, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The green mango terpenes, you're smelling and you're like, oh my God, it's like some fresh sum thumb right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, uh, Falan mangoes. What's that? Falan mangoes. Falan. Falan. Falan, it's a, it's a, it's a type of mango. Okay. Yeah, yes. It's, it's a strain. Okay. Yeah. It smells like that. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you, you know, different strains across, like different smells across the board from different regions in this area. Um, one strain that I was most, um, one of the ones that shocked me the most from a Thailand race. Um, we grew this out again. It was at Petlana Farms. We had uh, very big pheno hunts in that in that field, um, but it came out smelling very, very much like Jack Herrera. Had that like you know had yes. that like minty smell that that Jack has. And um, looking into it further, and I could be wrong. I'm sure some people will uh, will beat me up on this, but looking into it further, I found that I believe Jack has tie in it. Yes. And it had to have come from this. It had to yes. have come from that strain. I mean, because the smell was was almost identical, just not as pungent as Jack. Mm -hmm. I think I, I even heard it from somewhere that dominantly Jack Herrera is actually, you know, Thailand race. I um, mean, it, it might it might it might be a community gossip, but I've heard it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm sure some people will uh, will correct us in the comments. But um, hopefully, but no, I mean, this is what I've heard and it's, um, you know, so it's just, it's not just Thai weed, it's Thai weed. There are so many different variations of it here in Thailand. One of our genetics actually smelled like light, uh, lychee. This guy actually, yeah. right? this purple one smells like lychee, like the fruit. Wow. I did you not. Right. Yeah, we were like, no way, it's purple and smells sweet, like lychee, like, oh my God, this is the best. Yeah, we found a lot of interesting terpene profile. Yeah, right. and what I feel from the terpene profile that I try, uh, most of them feel like uh, tropical fruit. Okay. Yeah, like let's say mango, right? Right. Do you eat mango from Mexico? Uh huh. Different, right? Yeah, right. Do you eat mango in Thailand? It's totally different. It's topical mango. Right. That uh, the 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 terpene profile that we found, it's sweet, a little bit sour, and it smells like topical. Right. Yeah. So that that's the different. I I haven't found in European or 
Jamaica. Mm-hmm. That uh, that sweet badness. Smell. Yeah, yeah, the smell. You know, and like with the terpenes, it's always amazed me how this plant, cannabis, can mimic, you know, smells that we know on a day-to-day basis. You know, like the blueberry, you know, smelling like blueberry pancakes. Mm. Um, the mango smelling like mango. Um, and, I mean, from all ways, we have sour diesel that smells like fuel. You know, OG Kush, you know, it smells, you know, again, a very gassy Wonderful smelling plant. Actually, it's, it's, it stinks like hell, but it's wonderful to me. Um, so it's always amazed me all the different uh, terpene profiles that this plant can produce. Um, you know, and it never ceases to amaze me on what we find next. And I'm still on the constant hunt for the for the bacon terp. That's right. We need some, right? yeah, we need bacon OG. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> that would be the perfect uh, bud for uh, wake and bake, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, real bacon, smoked bacon. Right. Yes. All right, guys. Well, I mean, it really does seem like you guys are doing amazing things right now with the, uh, you know, with the cannabis industry. You guys are active. You know, you're not just sitting idle there, twiddling your thumbs, uh, waiting for the next thing to happen. Um, there's a lot of new up and coming businesses that are trying to get going. You know, they don't really know where to get the footholds into the industry at the moment. And right after this break, we are going to get into it a little bit more on what's happening in the industry and where the industry is going to go. All right. So, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, just uh, hang tight and we will be back shortly. Stay up to date with the Perfect High Podcast on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Just type in the Perfect High Podcast, then follow or like the pages. You can also turn on the notifications so you can be notified when we make new posts. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Perfect High Podcast on YouTube. There you can see the actual faces behind the voices. Oh, and again, make sure you click that notification bell. And if you're already watching on YouTube, then be sure to search for the Perfect High Podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform and follow us there. Now let's get back to the podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the final segment of the Perfect High first podcast, uh, a, a monumental experience uh, here today. We did our first podcast. This is the final segment where we're a little bit more relaxed. Uh, we've had a couple uh, safety meetings, a couple breaks, and uh, we're feeling good here. So what I'd like to talk about in the final segment, I want to keep this loose, but I really want to talk about the future. You know, where are things going in the future? Um, You know, starting out with Highland. I mean, what do you have planned for the future? What's happening with Highland? Okay. Uh, For us, we have many projects going on right Mm -hmm. now. So now we have the the media, right? The the page and stuff. We have the Highland Cafe that we're going to expand. But the COVID came and so we kind of stuck. But uh, but we we move on, we we keep going and then we we actually plan for the cannabis expo. An expo. Ex- yeah, an expo. Okay, okay. For cannabis. Oh, to export cannabis. No, no expo. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the, the event. The yep. event. Yes. Uh, we actually plan last month, but we have to postpone. So we we postpone to October. We don't know yet that's gonna happen or not, but okay. uh, as soon as the uh, the what is called is the lockdown. No, no, the lockdown and the where we where we gonna have 
Oh yeah, uh, Bytex. I was about yeah. to just yeah. throw that out there. The as, biggest as, event center in Thailand. Yeah, Bytex, as, as yeah. Bytex open, so we we will uh, the, the event will happen the next week. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, week, we, that's yeah. what we plan. Uh, hopefully, okay. so we can have it. <laughs> now, you had mentioned to me earlier in the day that you were talking about uh, Highland uh, participating in some hemp production. Yes. And um, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing as far as uh, the production of hemp? Sure. So I think Mac could expand more. Okay. With hemp production, uh, we we do we do see we do see the area where uh, what people really need in 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 the market, like the um, not medicine, but more of the health. Uh, uh, health product, uh, daily supplements. Sure, or sure. Even, uh, to- well, uh, even topical stuff. Sure. Um, we know that a, lo- a lot of companies are approaching hemp to, to produce, uh, the, the trendy product like food and beverages and, some were talking about cosmetics, but a lot of them doesn't quite understand what's going on with CBD itself and how it can be applied to the product that the public can benefit from it. Right. So, I mean, we just want to have our own approach, how we understand uh, the products that we can provide to the mar- uh, to the market and let them try and understand the benefit of it mm-hmm. because I mean I don't want to be a pessimist but I'm quite sure that there will be quite a few products that might not make it in the market let me be a pessimist for you all right <laughs> um, you know I'm, I'm I'm witnessing this you know being on the consultancy side of my business cannabis agronomics you know um, I'm seeing it all the time I mean people are coming in um, they have an idea for a product where they're putting a you know nominal a nominal amount of CBD into this product, and so you know they're selling a, a sugary drink with uh, 20 milligrams of CBD in it and 40 grams of sugar. You know this is doing more for the sugar farmers. This is doing more for the uh, you know, the corn farming that's making high fructose corn syrup and destroying the environment in the process. And, okay, yeah, they're putting 25 milligrams of hemp, which took all of, you know, two and a half, you know, three grams of weed in order to, 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 to produce. Um, and they're adding that in there and they're adding more sugar and this is my opinion on the commercial view of CBD is that CBD, the commercial view of it, if, if it's not done in a healthy and sustainable way, that it is the anti-cannabis. CBD is going to give more people diabetes through these methods than it is ever going to give them any sort of benefit. I mean... Now, I just heard about a new law, and this is something you guys probably know about, mm-hmm. 
Um, it's a draft law, so it's not into um, it's, it's you know it's not actually active at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But they're telling me for the commercial application of CBD right now to make a commercial product, um, it's going to be 75 milligrams of CBD per one kilo of product. Yeah. So one kilo of product, I get 75 milligrams of CBD. That's the maximum allowed uh, dose that I'm allowed by the government. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes zero sense to me. <laughs> now, it's not medicine anymore, right? No, because, well, CBD isolate, and when we're talking about these products, we can't get confused with a medicinal CBD product that has a full spectrum of cannabinoids, whether it's CBD dominant, THC dominant, uh, or not. It has a full spectrum of cannabinoids that gives you the, you know, the so-called, the, the entourage effect mm-hmm. that... Uh, is, you know, that's yeah. something, that's a medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now with isolate, from what I'm reading, and and again, I'm not a doctor, I, I do my own research, but according to the research that I'm reading, if I'm using CBD isolate, me personally, at my slender fit weight, you know, the muscle mass that I have, Absolutely. I'm going to need 150 milligrams of <laughs> CBD per dose. Yeah. Yeah. I need two kilos of product. <laughs> I mean, give me a break, man. I mean, really? Yeah. Like, I'm going to get diabetes if I have to drink it through a soda. Yeah. Now, there are responsible products. There's sustainable products that could hit the market. You know, we don't have to we don't have to mix this with 40 grams of sugar. We don't need to do this. There's products that can hit the market mm-hmm. um, that make sense. Even under these very strict conditions, the strict laws that we were presented with, it's not into law yet, but if, if, if this does go into law... Um, do you see a way that we could sustainably make products and make something that's good for the uh, the, the general population? Me, me personally, I don't. I, I don't think uh, we would find a product like you said uh, to be sustainable. The ones with high sugar content, but it can be mixed with some, let's say, like uh, uh, sauce, uh, cookie, or. Something that they can take on uh, take on their leisure time. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that uh, instead of taking a supplementary pill, they can take this that you know won't harm you the other way, but allows you to get um, a slow dosage of CBD throughout your uh, your intake regime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it will turn into a supple, uh, supplementary um, product. But of course, if we start saying a supplementary pro- product, the dosage needs to be more. Uh, the concentration needs to be more in this. Right. So we're we're waiting. We're waiting to see how would the government, you know, put out this law and the numbers, and how would it change? Right. We all know for a fact that the amount that that they introduce is a little bit too low, but it can be some of the um, regular daily intake thingy. Sure. But it won't be, you know, medicine mm-hmm. or anything like that at all. Is there, 
Is there any way for for people here in Thailand, maybe patients, to get a higher dose of CBD? I mean, do we have to take it through a soda? Wait, no. Um, well, or CBD, THC. I mean, is the, the, there's a medical side to it? Yes. Right. Yeah. So, I mean. Okay, if I need a dose of CBD, mm-hmm. I could either use it commercially and drink the soda and have a gummy bear or whatever it is and, and do that. But what about the medicinal side of, uh, of, of cannabis? Is it available here? Yes, you can use it as the medic- medical as well. Um, dif- different law, okay. dif- different from what you see. So we have a commercial law yes. that, that, that governs CBD, yeah. CBD isolate products. Exactly, but it's it regulated by the FDA as well. Okay, okay. So, same so, so totally different different categories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is a medicine uh, and traditional medicine, uh, food, supplement, and uh, cosmetics. Those five categories, mm-hmm. different different laws. Mm-hmm. But it's as you say is quite. They they say that they want uh, him to be the our economic uh, plans, right? Right. But when the law come out, it's not going to be. It's really limited and it's really you know really little. It's sure. It's how, terrible. How, how, yeah, it's terrible. How much you can grow? <laughs> there right. there will be like couple farms can go and you can fulfill like the whole the whole need of people already in the products. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the so. government hasn't even come into conclusion on how much concentration on other product that, you know, uh, in the industry can introduce into their product, uh, such as the cosmetics, uh-huh. the, um, again, the uh, uh, health product, like supplements. Right. Uh, the medicine itself, they have the the... The medicine law section, the regulation there, even that is a problem. Um, I mean, yes, to produce or introduce a new type of medicine, you need to have a proper testing research to conclude if that medicine works. Right. But then the Thai government tends to focus on their, their results. Sure. Rather than, you know, gather the information from abroad, which uh, worldwide, I mean, him and cannabis combined, uh, we have more than 20,000 odd researchers. Why don't you just collect the data from abroad? Yet they want to start everything on their own. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why the hemp and cannabis regulation got slowed down so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've seen this and I, I, I've been witnessing the same thing as you guys have been as far as the research goes. And, you know, what I've noticed is like a lot, they want to do their own research. Mm-hmm. And then they bring in the top professors from the top universities for agriculture and pharmaceuticals and this and that. And they all get together in the same room mm-hmm. and, you know, realize that none of them have any experience in cannabis. Yeah, right. So, I mean, and that's why I, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's why they bring on a group in parliament like the group that you're the vice president of, you know, that you're involved with and uh, and brought on so that they can hear some of these uh, outside opinions. Mm-hmm. So, 
You know, I'm curious, what are your experiences working with some of these top researchers? Like, have you, you've been working with a lot of people, um, that are all extremely well-educated people. They're, they're, you know, they're extremely motivated in the cannabis industry. Absolutely. You know, and I, I have the utmost respect for these people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're extremely, from what I, my personal opinion, you know, I've, I've, I've seen them. They're extremely motivated. They're hungry for knowledge. Mm-hmm. They're hungry to bring in this knowledge and spread it to the people. I mean, have you had similar experiences? Yeah, the um, I would say the infantry of of this research community they they like to do it, go and do it, and make it happen properly. And please, and they they all have the same theme. They all yearn the government to allow them to do research. A lot, a lot of. A lot of researches that these researchers uh, conducted have been under the radar. Mm-hmm. They actually have a lot of data uh, in their hands, but they cannot publish it. Whether it will be, you know, some of the construct of uh, the research itself, it's not fully legal. But, I mean, when they, when, when they try to combine all of, all of the data... And and uh, give it to the government, uh, the medical com- uh, community, uh, government. They tend to just not listen. Mm-hmm. These researchers uh, aren't good enough, or if it's if it's if it's from abroad, they won't listen. If it's from Thailand, and they themselves didn't allow it to happen, they won't accept it. And most of the time, they don't. They don't allow most of the researches to happen. For example, right now in Thailand allows only a certain amount of um, ailments to to be eligible to get prescription from uh, from ca- from cannabis. Mm-hmm. But then we know about eighty more percent of the cannabis aren't being uh, aren't being researched. Like the benefit of it, the benefit mm-hmm. of cannabis aren't uh, being researched. And people are benefiting from them, such as um, PTSD, um, insomnia, um, depression, and other pain reduction stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, one of the one of the ailments that the government allows is basically the the cancer patients with insomnia and what what. what what do they call it when when you can't eat? Uh, like anorexia or uh, during cancer eating disorders. Eating disorder during the um, during cancer treatment uh-huh. as a side effect. Yeah, yeah. So to help those, yes, they accepted it. But if you straight up and ask because you know you don't have the appetite or you can't fall asleep properly, can I use cannabis? The government doesn't allow that, and it's unfortunate. <sighs> it, and yet they don't accept the researches that, you know, that, that we see from abroad. Right. It's everywhere. Well, you know, my personal opinion of cannabis on the medical level, from a very, very basic understanding, this is before I was educated into the actual certain effects, and I'm, I'm continuing to educate myself on this. But cannabis itself, and this goes back a little bit to what you talked about, Guide, is talking about the improving the quality of life. Yes. Okay, that alone, Mm -hmm. right? We have people that are terminally ill. 
Yes. That are in pain. They're hurting every single day. Yeah. All right. Now, if we go back into, you know, what we were told by our parents when we get sick, mm -hmm. right? We get sick. What do our parents tell us to do? They tell us to re relax, eat healthy food, mm -hmm. and get lots of sleep, you know, in order to get better. Now, with those three things right there, if you don't have one of those three things, if you're trying to heal yourself mm. and you cannot rest, you can't relax, and you can't eat healthy food. Now, if those three things, if you can't do even one of those, you're not going to heal yourself. Exactly. Um, you're not, you know. So what you need to do, like cannabis allows you to do all three of those. Mm -hmm. All right? It allows you to get your basics back. It allows you to relax. You can eat healthy food. You're not stressed out. You're not thinking every second about how the, uh, um, you know, how the, how you're dying, mm -hmm. okay? Because that right there, that alone, if you think every second of the day that, okay, I'm dying, you mm -hmm. are depressed. You are not a – you're miserable and mm -hmm. well justified, you know? Like, you, you know, you're dying. But if you can – Use some cannabis and and just take care of those three things. That allows you to get your base back. Mm -hmm. Your base is there. You can, um, at that point, your body can start to heal itself. Mm -hmm. Now, I, as as being not a doctor, I do my own research. I have my own opinions on things, but I can't say that from my personal experience. I can't say that, um, you know, it does more than that. I've seen. I, I shouldn't say that. I've seen with my, my own eyes, I've seen miracles happen. I've seen cancer patients with glioblastoma, brain cancers, shrink to nothing. Mm -hmm. People terminally ill that I provided oil for. Uh, and this is something I've been doing for a long time. I've been providing oil for terminally ill patients, uh, people that have gone on their own uh, journeys of research that have found uh, pages like uh, Phoenix Tears, uh, Rick Simpson, and they started with that. Uh, very powerful stuff. Uh, you know, Rick Simpson is the shotgun method. You know, it's like, man, take a gram of oil a day for 60 days and, you know, and for sure. And they're refining things at the moment. But you know what? What Rick Simpson did, it works. Um, not for everybody, but I've seen it work for especially for patients. Um, yeah, so, you know, the medical aspect of this is, is, is amazing. What, what I've seen it do, what you guys have seen it do and mm -hmm. just improving the quality of life. Yeah. Sorry, I went on a huge tangent there to go back to the quality of life. That's the important part because at the end of your time, like if I'm going to pass or you're going to pass, you know, you want to be comfortable, right? Like you're not trying to, uh. You're not trying. <laughs> we get you both in the in in one frame here. Yeah. But you know, if if we can make people comfortable in in their final days, that alone is a win. Mm -hmm. Don't restrict that. Don't let the government restrict that. In mm -hmm. my opinion, you know. Um. But yeah, you know, and that's where I want to see cannabis go. I want to see cannabis go so that patients have access to good quality medicine. And use it in whichever way they can. Um, and we and we still still need to keep pushing the facts 
and the information back to them so that they can start using the common sense again. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, writing laws, a lot of the times deciding which law uh, to be used. Right. <laughs> they don't... <laughs> I mean, we, we, we can see firsthand, we, we don't see a lot of common sense in the law. Yeah, so right. that's, uh, what I feel, that's, uh, why the law is like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for me, is they put the, the wrong man in the, in the right, in the wrong job. Mm-hmm. Let's say a professor, right? They, they know something, but really deep and narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, 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 when they create the policy, right? Then the rule, uh, you need to have the, the big picture and the goal. Right. Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Let's say you want to be the, you want to do the industrial hemp. Right. Then the law should come along with the industrial hemp. Right. By its means. Uh, you want to be the, the hub of medical cannabis in the Asia. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's say that's the goal. And then the, the, the law and the regulation should come followed by what your goal is. But what happened in Thailand is, uh, they have no goals. They don't know where they're going. They are right. going. They just, okay, six plants. We're going this way. Right. And, and then they, 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 they do with the wrong people. Right. Who, who don't know the, the big picture, who don't have experience and don't see that, uh, how business work right. and how like uh, what people want. They have really narrow perspective on their own and they create the law. Yeah. And see what happened in here in Thailand. So the problem is we don't have the goal and we don't know where we're going. Right. That's kind of sad. <laughs> well, no, no. It, it's sad, but it's honest. Yeah, right. It's honest, and, you know, it's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. The government is not to, in my opinion, the government is not to fault at this right now. It's because they they haven't been educated. Like, yeah. they, you know, you, know, you guys uh, being very international people, you understand the laws abroad mm-hmm. as well as here. That's why you were brought into parliament. Yeah. But the government themselves... They're still learning, and God, they learn slow. <laughs> they're learning, you know, they're learning. Yeah. yeah, right. So let me ask you a question, all right? Sure. In a perfect world, um, with everything going smooth, where do you see Highland in five years? Oh, well. <laughs> in a perfect world, okay. all right? Like, imagining there's no hiccups, there's nothing going, everything's going to go the way you want it to go. Uh, what kind of strain would you like today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a new strain coming in today. Here you I go. Oh, a joint? Here you go. Right. Yes. Proper recreational. Proper recreational. Yes. You know, proper- adult use cannabis. It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 uh, yeah, okay. All right, I get it. Yeah, it's like, what happened to you? Oh, you have a headache? This one? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, do you have a migraine or you have back pain or you want to sleep? So here you go. This is for you. So that's what we see in the five years for us. Exactly. Um, so we want to be happy with what we do. Mm-hmm. We want to get along with people. We want to grow up with the community. Mm-hmm. We want to, like, you know, collab with people, with you guys and with everybody. We, we just want to be ha- happy working with, uh, with people. We want to, we love to see people happy. Sure. We will have like 
parties. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, no, you guys you guys know what you're doing with parties. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. We don't we don't want to be like billion company billionaire company so but that not that not what we want but we want to you know yeah we want money we want to we yeah. want to support our expense and exactly. sure yeah but live life and enjoy it yeah right and let our yeah i we have very similar visions you know and that's why we've been friends for as long as we have been you know and and you know i I really respect your guys' vision. I want to support your guys' vision in any way, shape, and form I, that I can. Um, you know, we have very similar visions, you know, being able to have patience, being able to come in. You guys say recreational. I say, you know, adult use, cannabis, mm-hmm. you know, yes. same, same, you know. Same thing. Uh, a responsible use. Responsible of, use, of right. A, of a plant. Yes. That's it. Right. You know, I mean, yes, we responsible use. That's it. You know, yeah. like we don't support taking a bong load as you're driving a 10-wheel truck from <laughs> exactly. yeah, right. Bangkok. Yeah. Despite the fact that you're <laughs> in it all. But yeah, exactly. But, you know, if you want to get home and take a bong load after that trip, you know, you shouldn't be restricted in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. Um, people should be able to be have access to their own medicines, consume their medicines in the way that they feel is appropriate mm-hmm. to them. Um and I really wish you guys the best in this uh, endeavors. Now, I have one question that I have been, uh, I, you know, I, I've written it down. This is our first episode. You're the first people to experience this question, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to ask you individually. But what I'd like to know is, Guy, when was your very first experience with cannabis? Well, that when it was... 13. 13 years old. Yeah, 13 years old. Okay. Yeah, smoke with a friend. Well, before I, I smoke with, I, I've been smoking meth before. Okay, you know, uh, it happens. <laughs> you know, that's a typical 12-year-old problem these days. No, yeah, I, you know, it's like... No, my, my t- just to, like, preempt, you know, meth is very prevalent in, in, in Thailand. It's yeah. been around, and it's not necessarily in the form that we know back in the... You know, abroad, it's not mm-hmm. ice necessarily. Yes. It's a local derivative of mm-hmm. it's. Man, it's like low grade speed, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> not like I know anything about that. Go ahead, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I when I was young, I I live all on my on myself. I live alone, so my, mm-hmm. because my uh, my grandmother death, and I live alone, and you know, I I went to the social with like. I was young. I was teenage, and uh, I have to, you know, be a part of the social. Yeah. In uh, one or another, good or bad, I don't know, but I have to be one of the social member. Right. So I went. I went along with with those people who you know mm, consider as the bad people. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's no. how it happened when 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 you when the economy downs. Sure. When the you know when you don't have family and yeah. that's after Tom Yam Kung. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life. I understand. Yeah. So my my family bankrupt and you know I live alone on my own. I have to work illegally selling drugs and stuff. So that's why I smoked meth before. And one yeah. day my my friend came to my house and. Bought wheat, 
and he he gave me, and I tried to smoke it, and I didn't like it for the first time. Okay. But uh, so I kept smoking weed until I get into the uni- university, and I quit this. I quit the the weed. Uh, I quit the the meth. I almost get arrested, and then after after that, I I quit it. Mm-hmm. So uh, my my university life, I smoke weed like for the <laughs> for for four days. Oh, no, for four years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. every day. Right. So that's uh, what my experience about weed uh, for my teenage. Right. But uh, when I grew up, I learned it more. I learned I learned to live with dark. I I learned to uh to understand it, how it works. Right. Not just cannabis, but every single every kind of uh, narcotic or drugs. Right. Or psychoactive. Sure. So. When when I when I learn it, I understand it. I know how it works. Yes, it cannot do any harm to me anymore. Right. So that's uh, that's why I try to encourage people here to to not to you know uh, try to understand it. We need to learn it. Mm-hmm. One day or sooner or later, the children will. You see it, or you know it. Sure. You need to. You, you need to know it. Uh, nowadays, I, 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 I use it as uh, what I want, not just like everyday life or, or, it's it things changes completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, kind of my experience on. Cannabis and other stuff. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, I mean, it kind of blows me away, you know, like your first experience using cannabis, uh, not a, you're like, what is this shit? It mellows me out, man. I need to get up, you know, like your first experience being not really liking it, turning mm-hmm. into educating yourself. Yes. And obviously, you know, you, you, you don't seem to me like a person with an addictive personality or anything that that, it, that has experimented mm-hmm. with a, a few different yeah. uh, psychoactive substances over the course of his life. Yes, almost any kind. Right. I try even heroin injected. Wow. Yes. Nice. But I know the way it works. Right. Exactly. When, yeah. When you, know the, when you know how it works, you don't get added it to it. Exactly. Not anymore. Right. You're not using it as a vice. You're not using it as a crutch. You're yeah. using it as a way to, to understand what it is. Yeah. And after trying everything and whatnot, do, do you still shoot heroin? No. No, no. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. Then. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you still use cannabis on a daily basis today? Um, not every day. Not every day. Yeah, okay. Some days. Some, some day I want to relax mm-hmm. before it. I watch the Netflix or movie. Sure. Or before I sleep someday. Or even working. Right. Creative creative work. So I use it. Right. So that's uh that what I how I use it. Okay. So hey, I got a random question. This is just a random off the thing. You said Netflix, chilling watching Netflix. Like mm-hmm. how did you guys get hooked up with Netflix? Like, how did, like, I, I know this is back into the, the beginning, but, like, mm-hmm. just briefly, like, how did you hook up with, like, Netflix and get an, I, I want to get an episode on Netflix. How do I do that? Uh, we, we <laughs> didn't expect it. Yeah, well, okay. We, we, didn't, we didn't expect it. Um, Coconut Media, they approached us, and they were like, yeah, well, we like what you're doing about cannabis, pushing cannabis forward in Thailand. 
can we do uh, a, a documentary about it? We we're like, yeah, sure, no problem. You know, didn't didn't bother with it. And uh, we went around with them, shoot all of the videos, uh, mainly him uh, taking them around. And then uh, one thing led to the other. The guys was like, oh, um, by the way, uh, we just sold it to Netflix. What? You know, we were like, wait, what? <laughs> they, yeah, and, and they just wrote us an email and say, yeah, well, we just sold Netflix. Uh, congratulations. You guys are on Netflix now. And we're like, what? <laughs> that's it, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Right? That's really it. Yeah. yeah things that, happen. Right? Things kind of falls on the lab, right? I, that, I mean, that's really, really cool. Yeah. All right. So, so basically, we, we, we don't like to like show up ourselves too, too much, right? Yeah. We are kind we, of really. We, we, we do news. We give out information, but we don't really want to, you know, like shine the lights on ourselves. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't really, you know, uh, do a, um, Post about us. This is what we're doing today. This is the meeting we're having today. This is the site we're seeing oh, today. Don't worry, I'll do that today. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yeah, we no. we like to stay behind the scene, you know, give out information. Yeah, information rather just to see the 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 social uh, the so, social structure change. Okay, that was the whole goal. We just want uh, want to change the social structure, and hopefully one day. Cannabis will be legalized in Thailand. Man, I I support you a hundred percent with this. I'm 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 a big backer of you guys. You know, I'm one of your biggest fans. Thank you. And the you know finally, you know, I asked you guys, Max. All right, I got to ask you as well. Mm-hmm. When was your first experience with cannabis, and and why? Sixteen years old. Sixteen. That late, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, 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 uh, it was, uh, uh, it was first, it was within the first couple of months when I arrived Canada, He's like, oh shit, you don't know Okay. Oh, uh, he was like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's go and try it. I'll, I'll show you." I'm like, "Okay, sure." You know, didn't have any friends, didn't know better. Went to this creek just five minutes down the road from my school, and um, yeah, smoked the first joint. Didn't feel anything. Walk okay. back. Walk back to my class after lunch. That was math. Yeah, that was the first time that I actually really enjoyed math. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got what you saying. And yeah, that that was my cannabis smoking experience. Right on, yeah. man. And was it like a was it a ritual after then, or when did you uh, when did you start using it in a in a regular experience in your life? Well, after that, you know, kind of got into the group and well, yeah, started using it regularly. In, during yeah, you're also in Canada. Exactly, <laughs> we was everywhere, um, and but then I, I had my I had my uh, break after that during grade eleven, twelve for the longest time, and then I went offshore working, and came back back and forth, went back to Canada to do uh, medicine and botany. 
and yeah, start using it regularly. You know, going uphill, yeah. smoke a joint, medicine and botany. I get it exactly. <laughs> Mind you, I, 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 my initial interest in 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 those two subjects wasn't cannabis. It was Fatherai on the Thai herb. Yeah, yeah. I thought that it was it, it it would be beneficial for Thai community as a whole to introduce this this Thai herbal medicine brought to, right. to put it on the uh, international research stage. But then came back in Thailand, saw Gansha Shon page, and then, well, I guess I need to reverse the process and bring the researches of uh, cannabis back into Thailand, despite the fact that it's a native plant. Right. Yeah, you guys are doing it, man. <laughs> and, oh, well, guys, I really, really appreciate your guys' time and coming out all the way to uh, Chiang Mai. I know you've traveled a, a long distance to be here today, and I, I truly appreciate you guys, and I'm proud and honored to have you guys here as my first episode. I feel like it's sort of like the inauguration into Thai cannabis media, and uh, I have the seal of approval of Highland to uh, to continue what I'm doing. Um and I continue to support you guys in whatever you guys are doing. And um, I really just wanted to say thank you guys. And uh, I appreciate it. And thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. It's, thank you as well. Yeah, it's really honor for us. Yes. For the first episode. For the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank you for keep uh, on doing this. It's very, very good. Yeah, very absolutely. helpful for our people. Thank you for allowing us to pop the sherry. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, guys. And I am going to continue it. I'm going to try to continue with the industry, see what people are doing here, uh, collaborate with you guys. I'd love to maybe one day come and visit your farm uh, and bring the show on the road and uh, see what you guys are doing. And, I mean, the possibilities are endless. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Guys, thank you very much for your time today, and I really appreciate everything. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's the end of this episode. We really hope you enjoyed and we hope to see you again. This is the Perfect High Podcast.